Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good morning, good morning. It is great to be able to share with you this morning. And uh, we're going to be looking at one of the key values that we have here at St. George's, the value of generosity. In the reading that the boys just read to us so brilliantly, we were listening to a part of a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. You're following in your Bibles, it's in 2 Corinthians and chapters 8 and 9. Paul takes a whole two chapters to talk about being generous. Now, as I talk this morning, I'm going to use three phrases, okay? Three phrases to look out for, okay? Um, I'm going to talk about having open hearts, okay? So you might want to do that action to remind yourself we're going to have open hearts, I'm also going to talk about open eyes and open hands. There was a pause there. We could have done open ears, but we're not. We want to get home in time for lunch. Open hands, okay? So open hearts, open eyes, and open hands. Open eyes, open hearts, open hands. Yes, you're with me. Fantastic. So keep your ears open for those phrases. Now, the background to our reading is that there had been and was ongoing a famine, in fact, a series of famines in Judea and Jerusalem, and the Christians there were really struggling. And so as Paul, who was traveling to churches all around the Gentile area, was visiting these groups of Christians, he was encouraging them to be generous with their money and to send a gift back to Jerusalem to be able to bless the Christians there and help them in their need. And he talks about how there'd already been great generosity. Church in Macedonia had been amazingly generous. He says, I want you to be generous. But it's quite hard, isn't it, to be told, be generous, be generous. It's kind of one of those things we'd like to be, but how does Paul, in this letter, encourage them to do it? Well, What he does is he points to God. He points them to God who is generosity personified. God is generous. We have a God who created the heavens and the earth. And when he did it, he didn't just say, let's have one tiny little species and maybe two or three birds in the sky and a few. He created millions and millions of variety of creation for us to enjoy. And he created us to be in relationship with him, to walk and talk along with him in the beauty of his creation. God loved us. And even when humans turn their backs on God and said, we can do, good, we can do life without you, And even when humans keep on turning their backs and saying, we can do life without you, and the pain and suffering entered into the world, and the brokenness all around us, we see God didn't stop being loving. God didn't stop wanting 
to be in relationship with us. And he's so generous with his love that even when humans kept pushing it away, he kept coming back with more and more. And then he sent Jesus, his only son. And Jesus came and lived among us. And part of Jesus' role was showing us just how generous God was in his love. Because he was saying, this love is not just for a small group of people. This group, this love is for everyone. And um, do you remember the story? Do you remember the story when there was a huge number of people who were really hungry? Really, really hungry. They'd been listening to Jesus all day. All day, imagine. And uh, their, their tummies were rumbling. But only one little boy had a packed lunch. And he was generous because he said, you can have my packed lunch, when really, I imagine, he'd have wanted to eat it himself. But Jesus takes his packed lunch, and he doesn't just make enough for everybody in the thousands around him to have a crumb or to stave off the hunger pains. It says they were all satisfied, and then there were 12 baskets of leftovers. God is a God of abundance. He is so generous. And he lavishes that upon us. And then, of course, we know that Jesus died for us, that we can be in relationship with God again. God is a generous God. And Paul, in this letter, points to it. He says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this comes in chapter 8, just before. Though he was rich, yet he became poor, so that through his poverty we may be rich. He ended, did you hear that last sentence that was said? Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Indescribable gift. That's amazing. Jesus and his love for us. So the first step for us in understanding generosity is to have open hearts. Were you ready? Well done, Nathan. Thank you very much. You're following. Open hearts to receive this generous love that God has for each of us. But then, you know, we're also called to have open eyes to see how God continues to give his love, continues to provide for us and sustain us and encourage us and bring that person along just at the moment that we needed them to provide a church family for us. In so many ways, God is continuing to pour his abundant love upon us. But we need eyes to see it and also eyes to see where the needs are around us to be generous, where the opportunities are to be generous. You know, sometimes, sometimes it can feel like the needs around us are just so overwhelming. And we think, what have we got to give? What have we got to give? And, and it can feel so overwhelming that we think, well, we won't give anything. And actually, Paul is longing, longing for people to see what they have and be generous with it. He says, I want you to abound in every good work. So what do we have? What do we have that we are able, with open hands, 
What do we have with open hands to be able to give? Well, you know, generosity is not just about money, although it is. So we'll start there. So um, come, come and help her. Um, we are called to be generous with our money. Shake the piggy bank bit for me. Yay, brilliant. So we are called to be generous with our money, what we have as we share it. And we, again, we want to say thank you to all of you who gave last week that enabled us to pay for children's workers and student workers and wonderful odd Oddmin. That was a combination of ops and admin. We don't really think you're odd. We think you're wonderful. Um, we're so grateful for the money that you give. And um, if you haven't had the chance, take it to be able to give. It doesn't matter whether it's large or small. Paul doesn't tell us an amount. He just says one thing. He says, God wants a cheerful giver. He says, whatever you've decided in your hearts to give, give with cheerfulness. Now, it was really moving last Sunday morning to watch people as they committed to saying, we will give something and walking forward. But it was a very kind of, I know it was serious and quiet and deliberate and people were taking it very seriously. Do you know, I was once part of a service in Kenya where we got to the offering and people were asked to decide what they were going to give and then they didn't walk quietly down to the front. We danced. We danced to the front with the joy of the opportunity to give to the work of the Lord. So there's a challenge for our evening service tonight when they do their giving to dance to the front. We can all watch on the live stream to see if they take up that challenge. Money. But it's not just money. We have so many gifts and talents and skills that God calls us to be generous with. And your gift might be the gift of hospitality or the gift of making coffee. As if by magic, wonderful. Here's our church warden with a coffee for me. Great. Can, can, we, can we have some? That would be marvelous. Thanks, Jamie. That's, 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 that's marvellous. Oh, wow. Jamie, could you stay? Could you stay as our example of hospitality? Oh, amazing. Thank you. Now, you might have the gift of hospitality, but you say, do you know what? I haven't got a big house, and I, and I haven't got a cordon bleu chef. Actually, the truth is, if we have that gift of hospitality of the heart, the ability to invite that person who's going to run out at the end of church and say, stay and have a cup of coffee with us and take them and get a cup of coffee for them, that's a gift that we generously give. Or that person that, that you kind of, you met and once and you think, I'd love to get to know them more. Would you like to come out for a coffee with me? Or come to my house and we'll have beans on toast. You know, it's about an attitude of hospitality and using the gifts. Your gift might not be hospitality, it might be something else, but God calls us to be generous with them. Okay, third one. There are six, by the way, so you know where we're heading. Number three, God, yeah, you can sit down if you want, but stay there. Um, God calls us to be generous with our time. Where's Mr. Time? We're working hard this morning. Run, time is precious. Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. If you can... Great. Um, there is no meaning in the fact that the time has stopped. The batteries have run out. But we all have a gift of time. 
The gift of being able to give that time to someone else who needs us to listen. Or that gift of being able to set up for a meeting or offer an evening when we're going to commit to praying. We're going to give time to each other. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is that where King David is praying and he says, all things come from you and of your own do we give you, God. When we are sharing these gifts of generosity, we're acknowledging that All of our gifts are God's gifts. All of our money belongs to God. All of our time has been given to us from God, and we're sharing with him. Okay, number four. Um, Number four are thoughts. Our thoughts. Now you're thinking, what is she going to get somebody to hold for that? Okay, Mr. Thoughts. Mr. Big Thinking. Now, this took somebody with balloon skills that they generously gave to the church. Okay, fantastic. There we go. See, we don't know what his thoughts are in his head. There's a question mark, just in case you can see that. Um, Our thoughts, what do I mean by being generous with our thoughts? You know, it can be so easy for us to think the worst of someone else. It can be so easy for us to be filled with prejudices about how someone will react to something or what they will say. It can be so easy for us to imagine, you know, that person in the playground who's not invited us to a party is because they really don't like me. And Actually, there might be lots of factors that meant mom has only told you you can invite two people. When we are generous with our thoughts, we think the best of the other person. We think the best. We remember the other person made in the image of God, whatever their age, whatever their gender, whatever their wealth status, whatever their nationality, they are made in the image of God and God loves them. And they may have something to teach us, to give to us. Are we generous in our thoughts? Fantastic. Uh, Number five, we are generous in our words. I asked Dave to do this because he's very good at talking. He talks a lot, does Dave? Is that fair? Is that fair? Would you agree with me? Yes, you thought they were agreeing. Um, Now, Dave has a dictionary. That's what he's carrying, okay? How are we using our words in a generous way? When did we last say to somebody around us, thank you for that thing that you did, or I think you are so good at this, or you have blessed me by some way being generous with the words that we use so that we bless the people around us, taking that time to encourage people. You know, this week, um, the shops are filled with Valentine's cards, and, and you see people kind of sheepishly It has to be said, kind of buying a Valentine's card and thinking, I have to write something in this. But actually, we shouldn't wait for Valentine's Week. Each of us could think this week, who could I send a card to with words that will encourage them for who they are and what God has done for them. Last one, final one. Generous in our attention. Now, this is the moment when I say, I haven't brought a dog. Okay, but that was, I thought that was a good picture for attention, but I've asked um, Callum to come, wonderful drummer Callum. Okay, Callum's got a pair of binoculars. Yes, yeah, show us, show us, brilliant, thank you Callum. Attention. 
You see, the thing is that I have this suspicion that sometimes we can give time, um, we can even give our thoughts or our words, but maybe we're not giving our attention. What do I mean? This is when I give a confession. Um, With technology these days, we can be in different places at the same time. There was one hour this week when I was trying to be in four places at the same time. I was in a Zoom meeting with a group of people from the diocese. I had my uh, other device on uh, because I was listening to the General Synod debate that was going on that was very close to my heart, so I had my uh, earpiece in. So in one ear, I had the General Synod going, and the other ear, I was contributing to a Zoom meeting. I was also producing a PowerPoint, which I needed to do at the same time, and I was trying to interact with the people in the physical office that I was actually in. Okay, Um, there are times when multitasking is a great skill that I offer. There are other times when God says, I want your attention. Be generous in your attention. Focus on just one thing. That person that you're listening to, be generous in your attention. That time of prayer with God, be generous in your attention. That meeting, be generous in being present and being there. Be generous with your time as you say to somebody in the playground, I I do want to spend time with you. I want to play with you. Not just kind of put up with them. God calls us to be generous in so many different ways. Thank you very much, helpers. If you just put your props on the floor and then you take a seat. So think for a moment. As you hold your open hands in front of you, what is God asking you to be generous with this week? And you see, it's not so that you and I can be seen as amazingly generous people. What does Paul say? He says that as people in his bit where he was going to deliver the gift, he said it will result in thanksgiving to God. As we are generous, so we show how generous God is. So we point to the God who equips us to be generous in his abundance. That verse there right in the middle, that he equips us, he abundantly blesses us that we can abound in good works in every situation. In every situation. So this morning, where are we? Do we need to have our hearts opened again to just how amazing the abundant love of God is and receive it again this morning? Do we need to have eyes to see where is God calling us to be generous this week? And what are we being called to offer with our open hands to be a generous people, loved by a generous God? Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.